and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i'm your host of the show kenneth cotterell and this morning's show is all about sports and the world of betting we talk about the day that was in the sports world including our athlete of the day we then talk about the games coming up today what betting lines we like what lines we might be waiting on and we finish it off with our competitive lay of the day so with that, our episode today is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 offers you a sports welcome offer. When you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS, Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today to make your bets. Use the bets from the show today as well. And be sure to follow all of our social media accounts to find our fan parlays, other plays that we like, all of our player prop lines will be p- posted on there now instead of on the show. So incentivizing you guys to go and follow those pages. But let's get, talk about our athlete shout out of the day. And it has to go to Justin Thomas after yesterday. He tied the largest final round comeback at the PGA Championship. This was his second major win, both of them coming here at the PGA Championship. He started the day nine shots back. And he got into a playoff with Will Zalatoris, where he went birdie, birdie, par to win by one shot. We're going to get more into the PGA Championship in a little bit, but that is our shout-out of the day to Justin Thomas. Last night's bets, they didn't go poorly. I mean, Tampa Bay Moneyline, that one hit at minus 115. Uh, They won pretty handily. We'll talk about that game in a couple minutes here. Rangers money line, they were underdogs even at home against the Rangers or against Carolina. So overall, happy with that result. And then the Flames, they uh they were minus 110, as was Edmonton. And unfortunately, they lost game three of the Battle of Alberta. So no parlay hit yesterday, but we did go two and one. Overall, not a terrible day. If you follow us on Twitter, you would see how we did with the PGA championship. Uh, we did go in the negative. However, we did have Justin Thomas winning the event. So if you put a full unit on that, then you would have had a great weekend. Overall, though, just a lot of guys, Cameron Smith missing top 20 or top 10 by just one shot was a bit of a dagger. We had a couple guys just squeak in on the cut line as well. So that's how close it can be in the golf world. But let's get into the day that was recap in the sports world. We had a great weekend overall whether it was playoffs or the PGA or even the EPL, we're going to talk about it all. Starting with the Dallas and Golden State game yesterday, Dallas came into this game minus three. Golden State, however, wins the game 109 to 100. And it's just more of the same that we've seen all series. Steph had 31, 11, and five. Wiggins had 27. Clay had 19. And then Draymond Green and Jordan Poole both had 10 points each. Just an all-out team effort, and Luka got help yesterday. I mean, he was 40-11-3, and 
Spencer Dinwiddie gave him 20 and Jalen Brunson gave him 20. Sorry, Dinwiddie gave him 26, but Dallas was just 13 of 45 from three. That's not going to get it done. We knew that coming into this series, they were going to have to shoot the lights out in order to keep up with Golden State. And so while they hit two more threes, it took them 13 more attempts to do it. That's just not going to get it done. And once again, Golden State killed them on the rebounding edge, 47 to 33. It's been the story of the series. Let's see if Dallas can extend this one. No team's ever come back from 3-0. And so Golden State's just showing their championship pedigree right now, looking like they're heading back to the NBA Finals. NHL-wise, we had Tampa and Florida yesterday. Tampa wins convincingly, 5-1. Vasilevsky made 34 saves. Bobrovsky made 31 on the other side. But we got goals from Perry, Cernak, two from Stamkos, and one from Kucherov. And the lone goal from Florida came from Reinhardt. Once again, Florida the more physical team, 45-33 to 33 hits-wise. And face-off-wise, they won that battle as well, 31-25. to 25. It's just Vasilevsky being great. This is why Tampa's back-to-back cup champs. He stepped up his game, especially in this series and even late in the Toronto series. Florida, they look dead in the water. Uh, Let's see if Tampa closes out tonight. Yes, they go back-to-back for some odd reason. They got the extra day off just to then play a doubleheader. So uh, we'll see if Tampa can close it out tonight. The Rangers, they win yesterday uh, against Carolina. Huge result for them that basically just keeps them in the series. They win 3-1. to one. Great performance by Shesterkin because like the Rangers were all year, they relied heavily on him. Uh, they got outshot badly yesterday. Vasilevsky had to make 43 saves in order to get this win. But Ranta made 30 on the other side. He wasn't exactly poor. And so Zabinijad, Kreider, and Mott all scored for the Rangers while Nia Ryder got the lone goal for Carolina. This makes it a series. Game four going to be coming up on Tuesday. If the Rangers win, we got 2-2. But no one's been able to go in and win at Carolina this postseason. So they're going to need to upset them at some point if they're going to have a chance of winning this series. And then the Edmonton and Calgary game, 4-1 to Edmonton. Mike Smith with 32 saves. And Evander Kane hat trick in the second period. And he took a lot of flack this series. If you've been on Twitter, you've seen the videos of people throwing money at him on the bench and whatnot. Well, he got his revenge with a hat-trick yesterday. Hyman scored the other one for Edmonton. On the Calgary side, Markstrom made 30 saves, and Killington scored, but with just five minutes left. Just a dominant performance from start to finish. Calgary's got to figure out a way to win game four to make this one a series as well. Now on the WNBA side, Connecticut won 92-70 versus Indiana. Alyssa Thomas with another great game. She had 18 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. And then for the Fever, Victoria Vivians with 15 points of her own. And then in the Chicago-Washington game, Candace Parker with a triple-double, 16, 13, and 10. Shout out to Nick Andre for saying that she is the real CP3, because I agree, the third player with multiple triple-doubles in WNBA history. On the other side, Elena Deladon had 17 and 7 in the loss. Candace Parker, just what what an athlete, what a great representation of the WNBA, and she showed it yesterday in a big way. Now, we're gonna do the MOB rundown. We just do a quick rundown of how the games went yesterday. So you had the Cardinals won 18 to 4 versus the Pirates. 
The Phillies won four to three versus the Dodgers. The Red Sox won eight to four versus the Mariners. Orioles seven to six over the Rays. Reds three to two over the Jays. Tigers four to two over the Guardians. Marlins four to three over the Braves. Nationals eight to two over the Brewers. Rangers lose five to two versus the Astros. The Twins win seven to six versus the Royals. The Cubs win five to four versus the Diamondbacks. The White Sox win three to one over the Yankees. Mets two to nothing over the Rockies. Padres ten to one over the Giants. The Angels four to one over the Athletics. And the White Sox win the second one against the Yankees five rip. Now, PGA Championship yesterday. Yes, we we already talked about the fact that it's Justin Thomas' second major win overall. This was fortunate to go to a playoff. Mito Pereira. He was in a good spot down the stretch, and then he hit that tee shot on 18. So he doubles 18 to miss out on the playoff by one. I'm trying to decipher whether golf's in a really good spot, or maybe we just have been so fortunate for great majors over the last number of years that this one let me down in particular. Because the good side of golf is you have lots of young talent. Even you just look at guys in contention this week, on the American side, you had Justin Thomas, Zalatoris, Max Homa was in the mix, Xander Shoffley, Cameron Smith, the Aussie was in there, Sam Burns. They all played well. But when you look at this major, there wasn't the top end talent that you normally expect. I mean, you had two of the top 10 players in the world in the top 10, that being Thomas and Rory McIlroy. But then you had Scotty Scheffler miss the cut. You had Patrick Cantley miss the cut. The rest of the top 10 didn't do a lot. They they were near the top like Cameron Smith, but never really contended. And then you had Tiger had to withdraw. That was disappointing, but understandable why he did. No Phil Mickelson still. Bryson DeChambeau being hurt was a tough one. Maybe I'm being a bit pessimistic, but this was not a major that I got incredibly excited for. Now, that being said, out of the four majors, this is probably the one that I do get the least excited for. Because there's nothing that really stands out with the PGA. The Masters, you're at Augusta. The British, you're overseas playing Lynx golf. The US Open, they grow at the rough and they make it as tough as ever. And the PGA just kind of falls. I, I don't like that they moved the date to begin with. Uh, the fact that they took it from being in August, the one that closed out the major stretch, to now being in May. And they moved it for the FedEx Cup playoffs, which tells me that they prioritized their playoffs over a major. So I wish that they could have pushed the playoffs a week or two and just kept the PGA where it's at. It's nice to have that bit of a break between the Masters and the U.S. Open. Now we've got the PGA kind of falling right in the middle of that. And so it was a disappointing event for me overall. I I am happy, obviously, that Thomas won. He's one of the best golfers in the world, but wasn't the most exciting major. Maybe it's the the names in the mix, but the sport, it is in a good spot from a talent perspective. But like the MLB, like the NHL, they don't market their players very well. And so because of that, we don't see a lot of their personalities unless they're going on podcasts or whatever else. Shout out to guys like the Foreplay Pod who who make them more human than we than they seem on TV because it, it was just, I don't know, it was a disappointing weekend for me. I wish that there would have been a lot more excitement down the stretch. Maybe it was the names in the mix, but that's just my opinion on it. EPL-wise, this was a great weekend to close it out. We said it was a great sports weekend, and especially on the pitch, because 
We'll run down the games that didn't matter on the EPL side. There was there was a few of them. You had Brighton beat West Ham three to one. Chelsea beat Watford two to one. Leicester beat Southampton four one. And then Crystal Palace beat Manchester United one to nothing. Disappointing year for my Red Devils. But then we had the relegation battle, the fourth place battle, and the title. Because on the relegation side, Burnley came in. They had a huge advantage. They just had to match whatever Leeds did. Um, but then they were at home and Leeds were on the road, so it seemed like everything was shaping up for Burnley to stay up. But Newcastle wins 2-1 to one at Burnley. They got a PK from Wilson in the 20th to take the lead. They added a second from Wilson in the 60th. Cornette scored for Burnley to make it 2-1, to one, but they weren't able to overcome that. So then you're hoping that Leeds loses. Well, Leeds wins outright 2-1 to one versus Brentford. They had a goal called back in the first half. Then you had Rafinha scored in the 56th. That one stood as a PK. Then Brentford gets a goal from Canos just to see him get a second yellow just a couple minutes later. And I think at that point we felt like it was not over because all they needed was a second Burnley goal, but you felt like, okay, Leeds is moving on. But then Harrison scores in the 90th plus four minute. And so that's their, they're staying up now. Leeds, this is huge, by the way. The difference between championship money and the money that you bring in from the EPL, vastly different. So huge result for Leeds. Congrats to my buddy Patrick on his Leeds United staying up for another year. In the fourth place battle, this one wasn't as close because Tottenham won five to nothing. All they had to do was win to stay in that fourth spot. They got Kulevsky with two. Harry Kane scored and then Son scored twice later on for them. Arsenal won 5-1 to versus Everton, so they blew them out of the water. Nonetheless, Arsenal kind of choked a bit down the stretch, losing some games that they shouldn't have. And because of that, Tottenham's getting that fourth Champions League spot next year. And then the title battle. It was fascinating to follow on my phone. I was out on the golf course yesterday. That's where I'm heading right after this, but... Liverpool go behind early to Wolves, one to nothing in the third minute. Then you have Mane score in the 24th. And then there's no scoring for the next 50 minutes of the game until Mo Salah, he scores in the 84th. And then Robertson adds a second or a third goal in the 89th. And so they looked like they were in a great spot. And then you look over at the Manchester City side. They weren't down one goal. They were down two goals thanks to one in the 37th. And then Villa got one from Coutinho in the 69th minute. Looked like the title was going to go to Liverpool and that Manchester City was going to choke at home. And then magic just happened. City subs on Gundogan. He scores in the 76th. Just two minutes later, Rodri scores in the 78th. And then Gundogan again in the 81st. They win 3-2. to two. They win the title. This prevents Liverpool from having one of the most historic seasons in EPL history because they did win the FA Cup. They had a chance to win the Premier League, and now they're in the Champions League final as well. So they're going to have to win that one to not view this year as a colossal failure. But overall, this was a huge, huge season for the EPL. There were so many talented teams, great finish all the way, even in the relegation battle. Really enjoyed the EPL season this year and can't wait for it to be back in August. But Now let's move on. Let's talk about the big games on the slate today. In the WNBA, we've got the Sparks and the Aces going. Liz Cambage coming back to play the Aces for the first time 
since she moved this offseason. So that's one that you should mark on your calendar today. You should definitely tune into that one. Even if it's later on, rewatch it. I'm sure it'll be an exciting contest. NBA playoffs-wise, we got Miami and Boston tonight. The line is at 208 right now, and Boston, they're minus 6.5 for this game. This one, Miami's leading the series 2-1, to one, but you still don't feel comfortable that they're going to win this series. You've got six Miami guys that are game-time decisions tonight. All major players, too, because you've got Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, Max Drews, Gabe Vincent, and Tyler Hero. They are all game-time decisions. So you've got Jason Tatum coming off his worst game of the playoffs with just a 10-point performance. And Jalen Brown had a 40-point night, so... I do believe that Boston wins tonight. That is a tough spread, though. Um, If you do like Boston, I would recommend betting it now. We're getting ahead of ourselves because this is in our game lines that we're leaning but waiting on. But if you like Boston, this line can only go up because if you have players get ruled out, we've already seen Butler got ruled out in that Atlanta series. If he gets ruled out, that line's going to move even further. So this is an opportunity for you to get it while it's at a good spot at minus six and a half. If you are on the Miami side, you might want to wait because of all these game time decisions. NHL playoffs tonight, we've got Tampa and Florida. Tampa's up three to three to nothing. Tampa with a chance to close out this series. Florida just seems outmatched. Bobrovsky's a good goalie, but he's not Vasilevsky. And while I do think that they can match each other from a talent perspective, I do think that Tampa has the edge just from a veteran standpoint and from being more battle-tested in the playoffs. We've got Colorado and St. Louis tonight as well. No Bennington is a killer for this series. This is a veteran group, though. They've got Huso is still a good goalie in that. You're going to need guys like O'Reilly, like Tarasenko, to play well tonight. And if you're Colorado, you just have to keep doing what you're doing. Darcy Kemper's played well. If you steal game four as well, you got a chance to go back and close it out in five. This series truly did change with that Bennington injury. They looked like they had a fighting chance. Colorado now needs to step on their throats and truly win this series like we know that they should now without Bennington. Now let's talk about those game lines that we're waiting and leaning on. We got a couple baseball ones that we're just waiting on. Colorado and Pittsburgh. The over-under line is at 8 right now. The over was at 8 last night at minus 120. But I think that it could move to eight and a half by first pitch. Just the way that I think people are going to bet this game. They'll see Brubaker hasn't won on the mound. Colorado doesn't have a great pitcher going either. So there's a chance this line could move. If you like the over, bet it now. If you want to bet the under, wait until it hits eight and a half. And then you have a great chance at hitting on that one. Yankees in Baltimore, same similar situation where the line's currently at eight. But the under is at minus 120 right now. and so. I think it could move to seven and a half, especially with Garrett Cole going on the Yankees side. So if you like the over, then definitely wait for it to drop. So, Or you can even get it at minus 120 right now. But overall, just waiting on those couple of baseball lines. Player prop lines, as we said at the start of the show, we're going to post those daily on our social media pages. No player props on the show moving forward, but we will recap them at the start of each day. So let's end off the show with our competitive lay of the day. This is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150. Only looking to put out winners here. We had a parlay hit just a couple days ago. Since then, we've gone two and one and one and two. 
but let's dive in with our three plays of the day. Starting with St. Louis and Colorado under six and a half. This is plus 100. Vegas likes them to go over. I don't think that they're giving Huso enough credit. I think he's going to play well at home. He's going to give up three at the very most four goals in this game. And on the other side, Kemper's played so well. I'm just expecting this scoreline to be around four to two, three to two type finish. Could even go to overtime, but I think if it does, it'd be a two-two going into overtime. So I do like this game uh, to go under. Tampa Bay money line versus Florida tonight. The series ends tonight. Florida's just outmatched, not by a wide margin from a talent perspective, but mentally, Tampa's stronger. Between the pipes, they're stronger. And I think experience-wise, they, they're just vastly better than Florida, and they're going to eliminate them tonight. Minus 128 was the line on that one from Bet99. And then Yankees run line versus Baltimore at minus 140. Garrett Cole going for the Yankees against Jordan Lyles. Just a vastly different pitching matchup here. Cole's 4-0 on the year. He's got a 2.89 ERA, and he's averaging over a strikeout per inning. He's having a great season. On the other side, Lyles, he's just 2-4. and four. He's got a 4.11 ERA and just 40 Ks in 46 innings pitched. I think it's a big edge for the Yankees. They just lost both yesterday to the White Sox, and they've got lost the second one 5 nothing. So I think the bats wake up today. They play well against Lyles, and they win comfortably. So at minus 140, I like the Yankees today. That makes the parlay a plus 512. So go and get that one now on Bet99. If for whatever reason the Yankees game gets postponed, the other game that we like is the Nationals plus two and a half versus the Dodgers. That one's at minus 145. Getting that sort of edge with the Nationals at home, they're not a great team, but I do like the pitching matchup here. Tyler Anderson's 4-0, but he's got a 4.04 ERA. So I think he's definitely a guy that you can get runs off of. Joanne Odin. I mean, he's 6.38 ERA, so he hasn't been great either. But I do think getting multiple runs to cover at home, I'm going to take the Nationals to do that today. So that's our alternate line, just in case you like that one. But we appreciate everyone who tunes into the live show every day. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. my time, 8 a.m. Eastern time, to talk about the latest in the sports world and betting. And we will see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.